Welcome back to When in Kanto, an all things Pokemon podcast where we talk about the serious and not so serious side of the Pokemon hobby. I'm Elite Box John, your host, and on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about a day in the life of running Elite Pokebox. The episode is all about the uh, things that we have to do that some would imagine is easy to do as a business. Uh, when it's really actually pretty hard. And some of the things that you would think is hard, but it's actually pretty easy. Um, as well, we're going to talk about uh, some of the reasons why we created Elite Pokebox, the mission behind Elite Pokebox. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, if you have questions, you'll jump in the queue and I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, it's the beauty of calling, right? Having the option to uh, have your listeners call in live. It's the best part about the app. So feel free to jump on in. I believe Jason's going to be joining us here in a little bit. Oh, Andy's in the chat. So uh, in the listener queue, and I know Andy just started his own LGS as well. So like I said, tonight is all about um, jumping in, asking questions that you've been wanting answered about running an LGS, Elite Pokebox, and everything in between. So don't be shy and jump on in. So to start tonight off, uh, the, the first piece about anything when it comes to Pokemon or even any kind of business is always the why. And uh, that's kind of our first uh, segment for tonight is why build Elite Pokebox in the first place. So uh, Jason and I, you know, the, the, my co-founder here at Elite Pokebox, uh, we created Elite Pokebox because... It's always been, um, we've always seen all of these other places online, these communities, uh, Facebook pages, the other websites, um, and, you know, Target and Walmart and all these big box stores. And they've always been focused on selling Pokemon cards or selling plushies or selling Pokemon toys. And the one thing we always, you know, wondered was why, why has anyone built a real community around it, Right. Um, Pokemon was designed to be enjoyed by groups of people, um, you know, collecting together, tearing into packs together, uh, and playing the game together. And, you know, even from when most, most collectors today will remember when they were kids sitting out in the schoolyard or going to their local cards, card shop, and, uh, they would always go with friends, uh, and they would sit on the bleachers, tear into packs and, and get into all kinds of mischief. And the reason we created Elite Pokebox was we wanted to recreate that same, um, that same feeling again, uh, the, the camaraderie that comes with the hobby. Uh, we wanted to create a safe, trusted place where uh, collectors could come purchase what they needed to purchase at the best possible prices, and they could do it without wondering if there's been any tampering, if there's been any reseals. And everything in between. So that's why we created Elite Pokebox was to bring collectors together in a more meaningful way. To experience collecting in a different way. So we created Elite Pokebox. Um, you know, it started off as just the, the monthly box. Um, because we, we thought that that would be the best way to get like a, a group going. Which, you know, ended up being accurate. And we got together this awesome group of, of collectors. And then we knew always that we were going to evolve it into an online shop and then into a community uh, of events 
like our like our membership live streams, like the call in that we're we're all participating now, and you know, and there's a lot more that we want to do when it comes to bringing more and more collectors together in more and more meaningful ways. And, and it, and and we know it's working the way we want it to, and that people are really connecting because we see it in the lives, uh, in the chat. So many of you, the tribe know each other from the chats on the lives. You guys talk, you guys hang out, you guys support each other when packs are about to be torn open and the positivity is contagious. It's always a fantastic time. And the, the group of people that we have here uh, as a whole are, is really awesome. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's weird when you go to build something because you think that it's important and then you find yourself, you know, two and a half, three years later and, uh, the, uh, and it's working and, and the thing you want, you set out to build is uh is happening and and you can feel it and you can see it um and and that's that's really the the reason we built elite poker box was it was to create that experience of collecting just like nothing that existed at the time something deeper than just pulling cards and it's really connecting people and collecting connecting the tribe and that's why we came up with the word tribe because it in one word it summed up everything that we were we were looking to build which was uh you know the group uh the tribe people um and you know when we first started out uh looking at elite poker box we thought what well, you know how hard how hard can it be to start a a, a subscription box um you know um and you start off okay well you got to get packs that can't be too hard you know you walk into any you know, store, GameStop, Target, Walmart, you buy packs, you, you put them in a box and then you ship it out. But, uh, since day one, that's never been what we do. Uh, we've always said, okay, well, how do we, how do we put some of the best, newest, hottest packs? Uh, how do we make the box different and better than, uh, than what's available on an eBay? Cause for that, you just sell it on eBay and then how do you make the contents different enough where you don't just start creating the same thing everybody else does where people come to just buy product? Um, and that's where the challenges came in. Things you would think would be easier uh, are actually much harder than you'd imagine. Uh, so when we started Elite Box, you know, volume is everything. So if you want a custom box, well, you first you got to commission an artist because they deserve to be paid for their work. So that's an expense. And when you have, let's say a hundred boxes and you pay someone a thousand dollars, well, that's $10 a box. Um, so you really got to kind of eat the costs when you first start out. And then when you want a custom printed box, you know, um, the, the printed boxes start off, uh, at, you know, three or $4 a piece when you only need a hundred boxes and you need to get to volume. Uh, so things you would think are easier, um, you actually find that are much more difficult because lower volumes created this huge expense. So on like for the first couple of months of Elite Poker Box, we made no money on any of the boxes. Uh, a lot of people would, would would imagine like, oh yeah, the, you know, you do it for the profit, you do it for the profits, you know, it's making the money. And it's we made no money on the Elite Poker Box when it first started. We were purely spending the money, uh, and we had to run ads. We had to do all kinds of things, collect the packs, get the sticker sheets, buy all the full arts, acquire all of the, the PSAs that were missing, uh, send PSAs grading, 
and get the boxes, you know, get custom stickers printed for the exterior of the box. Because at the time, we ended up going with a shipper box with an exterior custom sticker, uh, which if, I don't know if any of you uh, received that that first ever Pokeball sticker uh, exterior enclosure sticker that we made. That thing is still, I still have one or two left hidden in a drawer somewhere. Um, but that thing was awesome. And all these things, you know, they really added up and created uh, an issue. We were like, well, we, uh, we're, 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 we're crushing ourselves here trying to ship 200 boxes, 150 boxes, and we're, we're, we're losing money uh, or we're breaking even barely. But we never really focused on that. And the, the focus was always how do we deliver the best possible experience? That was it. We want to deliver something that no one else is doing. And to this day, we're still doing that, which makes us feel kind of amazing uh, because, you know, no matter where you go on the internet, yeah, you can buy mystery boxes that imitate our box, um, but its imitation is always, always subpar. They don't have the artists making the custom pins. They don't have the artists making the custom exterior boxes. They don't have the artists making the custom sticker sheets. And our box is always, always unique. And, uh, and, and to, to this day, we have never run into another group making the Elite Poker Box the way we did. Um, and, and that was a challenge that we didn't expect. We thought that it would be much easier than it actually was. Uh, and it was actually very, very hard. And then some things that you think would be harder, like how do you control a narrative? How do you make sure that you, know, you, you, you please as many of your, your members as possible? Uh, that actually was easier than you'd expect because um, I believe that the thing that we did in the beginning of everything, the fact that we focused so much on the quality of the product, on, on, the, on making it different and better and, and not sacrificing or cutting corners actually created that for us where um, I think that all of you, you know, really see how much we care about the tribe and how much we care about what we put out there because we, we put in all the effort we can to make sure that the boxes are, are, are the best that we could produce. And um, even the January box here that we're working on right now, I am so amped to, for that to go out because uh, we, we have an epic sticker sheet uh, that uh, just got finalized and is uh, currently in production, and uh, it's going to be epic. You guys are going to love it, for sure. Uh, and the, the pin for this, this month is a brand new style of pin. We've never done this kind of pin before. We've always done uh, the enamel custom like die cut or die struck pins, they call them. And this time we're doing this like hybrid um, made in the USA pin. So it's actually produced right here. In in United States, I think it's in North Carolina, uh, so it's really cool to be able to you know you know spend a little bit more on the pin because it's made here in the U.S. But support uh, you know local communities uh, with our box too. So it goes it goes beyond just creating um, just creating the things that we think are different for the tribe, but uh, dropping dropping some extra special little nuances like made in the USA, uh, those little moments that that make a difference. The one thing. That definitely sucks, though, is shipping. Shipping is the worst. We knew it was going to be hard, and uh, it did not, did not let us down. 
Uh, shipping in, in the U.S. is really two problems. It's uh, one, it, it, the cost, uh, because it, the, the, it's geographic location. Um, when you're on the East Coast, shipping all the way to the West Coast is like two, three days, and it's max price. It's as expensive as it can possibly get. So you have to eat some cost there. And then you find yourself also, the other problem is managing shipments that go wrong because inevitably they all go wrong. So imagine if you ship like we did uh, in 2021. We shipped, I think it was like 15 or 16,000 uh, packages in 2021. Even if 1% of 16,000 packages uh, goes, goes awry, you're, you're looking, uh, you're, you're looking at, uh, 160 packages that you need to, uh, m- make a case for, uh, with each of the different, uh, providers, the carriers, you got to make a case, follow up through the case. They never are proactive and they constantly require follow-up. So 160 lost packages equals up to 10 to 12 to 16 interactions with each, like depending on which carrier it is. Uh, and it's one of those things where you never expect, you expected that it's going to be expensive because USPS continues to increase their prices and UPS keeps on increasing their prices and passing it down to, to their, their shippers, the people who ship, but you, you really never take into consideration how long it actually takes to, uh, deal with lost packages and um, and and delays. Uh, we ran into an issue, and this, these are crazy problems that a lot of people uh, don't even realize. But when we, uh, for example, right before Black Friday, and Jason will tell you, we were freaking out. We had shipped the eighty or so live packs that we had torn into uh, a day or two before, and we had everything prepped. Labels printed, and it was the week of Christmas, I believe. If I remember correctly, I think it was December 23rd that we did that live. And uh, <laughs> we created all the labels, we slapped them on all the boxes, and out the door they went. We have software, special software that monitors all the packages. And I log in in the morning to see how everything's looking. And <laughs> all of the boxes, or not all, but like 60% of the boxes are going based off of the tracking, to completely wrong states. People who live in Florida say says that their tracking is all the way in California, but three months ago. And these are, and these are labels we created at the time. So like this little problem that no one expects comes right around the fact that USPS didn't even realize how much volume they were going to get for the holidays. And USPS every three months recycles their tracking numbers. They shipped, everybody shipped so much in the U.S. that numbers were getting reused too soon before the refresh. So we ended up getting 30 or 40 messages on the site that day asking what's going on. And these are things you never expect as a business. And you just sit there and you're like, okay, what do we do now? Is this real? Is this fake? So you got to call up your reps. They need to investigate. Then they need to message you back and they have to ask you for more information. And it came out that we figured out 20, I think it was like 24 hours later 
what had happened was what I said with the whole recycling of uh, tracking numbers. So, you know, when looking at Elite Pokebox from the outside, you think, well, you know, they ship a monthly box and then they have a store and they, you know, we buy things and they, and it gets there, but it gets so much crazier inside, uh, behind the, behind the, the curtain, you have shipping problems. You got people with shipping issues, uh, tracking numbers that are incorrect, software issues. We had issues where we had to hire a programmer to create a custom like uh, program uh, for almost a month so that it would aggregate all of our orders and it would display and produce the tracking numbers properly. Things like this is, are just things you never expect as a business and it's just stuff you have to deal with and especially when you're doing volume like uh, the elite poker box mixed with the store it gets super super duper wild um now a lot of you uh, i recognize uh, pretty much all of you in 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 the listeners here in the listeners group and uh you know uh, a lot of us we message on text message you know i know ryan sends messages through the SMS, Chani sends SMS messages, Francisco, Clinton, uh, I believe James, Warren, Tyler. So uh, many of you are a part of the SMS group. And so another crazy thing that you don't really expect when you start up a business is, well, how do you manage messages? And that's still, it's still an issue to this day. Um, we try to control it. By in every single message, every single email confirmation that goes out for orders, every time you get your Elite Pokebox renewal, every time you get your order confirmation number, we put in there like two times like, oh, if you reply to this email, it won't be seen. You have to go on the site and use the on-site messaging system. Um, and we do that because when we didn't do that, we had to try to manage through a funnel of email messages, SMS messages. Uh, Instagram messages, Facebook messages, uh, on-site messages, and phone calls. And it was like, it was coming in every single way, shape, and form. And it was impossible. Because when you have me, Jason, Mike, Liz, like all these people trying to, uh, you know, work on the on the back end and try to, you know, tap on, on customer requests and, and member questions, you end up finding yourself like double working on things and and we we have a pretty good system now, but man, one thing we never realize is how, how hard it is to be really good at member service Uh, because it's not by choice that you miss a message or you don't get back to a message within an hour or two. It's purely the, the inflow of them sometimes outpaces the ability to even touch them because of issues like a USPS mash tracking problem. Or sometimes you'll get to something, you'll answer, and someone else answered within that same second, and you'll double answer. Uh, and, uh, and then there's a whole confusion. But it's, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of what goes on in the back end to keep elite Pokebox running and to keep the boxes running, it really comes down to um, just problems occurring, stopping for a second, taking a deep breath. And for anybody running a business or, or working at a business where you deal with, with problems uh, and problem solving, 
It's like you take a deep breath and you think, okay, how do I solve this problem and how do I do it where the outcome is that the member gets the best possible outcome, right? Because at the end of the day, going back to, you know, the, the first thing we talked about, it was, you know, why did we start a lead poker box, right? And it's and it always, always comes back to the tribe, comes back to the members. That's why we started it all. It started it all. And that's why, why we focus whenever we, we turn new things on or we enable a new interaction or integration that it's always with you guys in mind. How, is this going to be useful or is it going to be well received? Does it add value to your, to your collecting hobby, to your playing hobby? So that, uh, that is, uh, that is the customer service, uh, conundrum and, uh, believe it or not, we're still working to always make it better, uh, and try to make things more instantaneous. So we're in the background. We're always, always testing new applications. We're always testing, um, new capabilities when it comes to speed. Like, uh, for example, the, uh, I don't know how many of you guys, let me know by show of emoji. How many of you ordered a VMAX premium collection from the Evolutions? I don't know. That thing was super, super allocated. We only got a, uh, we only got like 30 or 40 cases of it. So it went quick. Um, but you know, by show of emoji, I think I saw one or two, um, we were able to actually using kind of like a pre-planning and a batching system that box was delayed from December to January. It came in on a Wednesday and they were fulfilled by the Thursday, all of them, every single one. Um, and for those of you who have been ordering from the site, uh, for stuff that's in stock, I, I hope you've noticed at least, I hope, uh, how fast the shipping times, uh, the fulfillment times have been. We've been working really hard to, uh, get the fulfillment times to be 24 hours uh, to 48 hours max. Um, and you'd get a tracking number and it would be picked up and out the door. Uh, that's like Amazon level two day ship. <laughs> not, not quite as good because we're not worth like 1.2 trillion, but, uh, we do, we do the best we can, uh, with what we got. And we've been focusing really, really heavily on, uh, on how do we optimize shipping and fulfillment to be super quick. I think I think a, a legendary Pokemon has has joined the chat. Is that you, Jay? Oh, a new challenger has entered the ring. Yeah. What up? There he is. What up? Jason's like after listening to John talk about this. Maybe I want to quit. <laughs> uh, I just I just smile and waved. Smile <laughs> and waved. But Jay, I I think you've been listening for quite a while. Um, you, it's pretty wild, right? When you look at when we started it all, what we thought was going to be trouble and what ended up actually uh, being trouble and how hard it actually is to fulfill that volume. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll also, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll twist this to a, to a happier mood at the same time. Um, it's also pretty uh, impressive what can be done nowadays. All right. I mean, if you want to think about it back in the day, you'd have to code a, a site, in HTML with CSS and uh, mapping all the buttons and everything and figuring out how to send a, a, a package to USPS and get the tracking number. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. At the same time, I was looking at our site and just being impressed by 
the the tools that are out there. But to your point, the double edged sword um, that they provide um, you as a small business. So, uh, you know, back to your conversation there of hiring someone to make a middle software uh, integration software to to fix something uh, for sure kind of like puts that into light. But at the same time, you know, the opposite side of that coin is true. Yeah, I mean, having to hire someone to make something to fix something is better than hiring a group of people to build something from ground up to start. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think that's what you were saying, that thanks to all the modern capabilities in today's world of the Internet, you know, you can prop up a site, you can build a back end, fill it up a product, connect a shipping platform, connect a a chat platform and an SMS platform, and you're off to the races in essence. Yeah. But you know what you still can't do, no matter what, is skip the distribution part of it. <laughs> and uh, that's a pretty good segue into uh, distribution uh, being super old school. Um, you know, Jay, Jay and I, we, we deal with Pokemon distribution on a daily. And you won't imagine how many different mechanisms each one of the official Pokemon distribution channels has. Some some distributors love paper still. Some distributors have a very robust back-end system. That's always wrong. And I have to spend more time trying to fix and talk to people there to fix the back-end, to put the invoices correctly or attach the right products to the right invoice and shipping. And then other distributors are like non-communicative communicative at all. And you just get like random bills from them in, the, in, in email and say, hey, pay this, pay this much. And you're like, but, but I didn't order that. And they're like, well, you were allocated it. Send money here, please. And, you know, it's kind of crazy that Pokemon and, and having it's – it's still being a distributor-run business – uh, that there's no like centralized way of dealing with all these disparate parties, and Jason comes from a background of processes and 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 software and project management, so you know I had to be the one to take this on because he would have lost his mind. Efficiencies, man. The world has to run on efficiencies, right, man? That's all I'm saying. When we can, uh, when we can get a package from someone's garage to someone else's garage in California in two to three days. Like there's efficiency somewhere in the world. Yeah. You know, we just, we just want to, you know, we just get spoiled by that. We want to see it everywhere. Yeah. We just, we just expect it, you know, you know that I, I think, I think really, I think it's Amazon that has like kind of spoiled everybody, dude. Like if you think about it, like, you know, you go, you, you open up the app and I needed a new mic stand today, right? I was like, oh, you know what? I want to get a matching mic stand for one of the ones we have. And I'm like, I was going to go and buy it at Best Buy. But I was like, ugh, getting in the car, driving to Best Buy, buying it, getting it in the car, driving back home. Like, it's one day ship from Amazon <laughs> for that oh, specific have you, product. Have you, have you not <laughs> it's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> have you not, uh, my, uh, my Google feed has been inundated with, uh, there's, I think, I think they're TikToks, but essentially, uh, I don't 
like the article is about a TikTok post, and it's uh, if I'm not mistaken, DoorDash has now entered into the uh, kind of like the Postmates world, where like you can order anything from anywhere. Really? Apparently, I'm, I'm I I might be getting the apps wrong. My bad. Long story short, it's essentially delivery drivers like taking photos like this person ordered a mini bag uh, like a single serve bag of skittles from wawa and i'm gonna deliver it to their house for 15 dollars. jesus okay <laughs> that doesn't make sense <laughs> so you're uh, so that's what you're saying but then like the ceo of target is saying like people it's not even going to be worth for someone to get in their car and Go to their local Wawa because they have to do like the two trip. Like you got to drive there and you have to drive back, right? Mm -hmm. If someone's uh, out and about driving and they've got these, like, let's say, let's say it is um, DoorDash, like this software trying to optimize your routes, right? Like, oh, you're going to go from this Wawa to this person's house and then you're going to go to this local Acme that's on the way to the other person's house, uh, you know. That's apparently our future at the moment, uh, for better or for worse, to your point on the Amazon part as well. Um, so, you know, we'll see where the we'll see where the cookie crumbles. Uh, <laughs> and that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, yeah, no, I mean, but at least Amazon is uh, at least Amazon. It's it's the same price and or cheaper. Um, I, I, the, I the 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 food delivery apps and the there's a new app that people like. It was literally, I think it was like Christmas Day, and we were all together. and uh, And uh, one of uh, one of my cousins, our cousins, uh, they he he wanted uh, to get some beers or something, and they didn't have. He didn't want to get out of the house. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna use this new app called I don't even remember the name of the app." But let me tell you, it was like 30 minutes later, and like two cases of of different beers show up, and I was like. That's crazy. How much did you pay? He's like, yeah, it was only like $12 to get these beers here. I'm like, $12? That's a lot of money to just get two beers. You could have driven seven mi- like seven minutes down the road to grab. But it just goes to show, like, tr- like one of the things about running an, an online e-commerce type business um, is shipping continues to be, and, and logistics continue to be super expensive. Like, Amazon only became profitable like uh, two years ago, I think, and they were still they, they were like eight they were like worth eight hundred billion dollars before they turned their first profit because they you know they know that it's like you have to lose money in in, in shipping and logistics to keep to, to produce the service level you want and once you get to a certain size you can offer better more economical options so it's one of those things where when you start something. Um, and when we started, remember Jay, you, we, when we first started the elite Pokebox, I thought, I think it was like free shipped. It was free shipping. Cause we were able to get the cost down to like $3 and 95 cents, like four bucks to ship uh, an elite Pokebox. And it's slowly, but surely kept going up, 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 up. And now be- between the shipper, the, that we use the, the postage, all that stuff, the printing, it's closer to like $8 all in now. And we're just like, that's crazy because there's barely any margin here. So it's, uh, so it was like, all right, well, how do we improve 
and up the, the, the interior of it in a way that makes sense so we could try and, and not lose money on every single box we, we send out, out the door. And, uh, and, that, and that's how we did it. We just said, okay, well, we're going to increase the quality here. And once we get to a certain size, a volume of elite poker boxes every month, the scales of economy will kick in and we'll reduce prices on stuff we put inside and the exterior itself. Uh, while USPS I lost you 1,000 packages a year which is quite a lot it's, I lost it's crazy. you for a second there so that's not bad <laughs> uh, I was saying that you need to ship a crazy amount of packages for USPS and UPS to care about you it's like um, you need to ship Fifty thousand. I think USPS is like fifty thousand packages, and then they, they think you're a, a, like you're you're a real person. Um, so maybe one day we'll get to the volume to get that better shipping, but today we don't got that. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, and then they'll just say like, "Oh, just kidding." New membership starts at seventy five thousand. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like oh, it, it, we only it, care it about feels like uh, when you go to when you go to a casino, and like you come in and they're like, "Oh, sir, yeah, you're, we love you guys. You're a great business. You're gold status." It's like, man, I'm gold. Hey, man, I have an issue. And they're like, "Sir, we don't help the gold status people." Okay, like, we platinum, baby. <laughs> like you know, gold is the worst material that we perceive. All right, sir. When you get to <laughs> When you get to triple diamond platinum, call us. Then, then we're gonna care. <laughs> so, but uh, I mean, that's uh, kind of how we felt um, during this whole craze during the between COVID causing insane delays, shutdowns, inventory issues, logistics and shipping issues, and then the hype that came with Pokemon. Um, I mean, that created its own insanity uh, where. You know, one thing a lot of a lot of members don't realize is getting the volume of product um, that you need to get to be able to grow us, you know, and 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 sustain and grow uh, Elite Poker Box as a whole. Um, it's relationships, relationships, uh, tit for tat, where you know we buy up uh, Rayquaza and Noivern decks and don't know what to do with them. Uh, and we buy, what was the other one? Uh, Gardevoir and Victini decks to not know what they're going to do with them. And Teleon and Urshifu decks. All because, you know, to get volume that you need to, to produce the box and to, to, to fulfill and, and to fill up the, the shelves, you know, the, the metaphorical, you know, digital shelves. Um, you know, you have to really find some nuanced ways of, of, of you know, competing in the market because, the product isn't unlimited, um, and you know, lo- thankfully, we've been lucky with you know some really good relationships at distributors. But uh, just you know, meeting the demand, um, like for I don't know, let's use a recent one, Brilliant Stars. Oh, speaking of Brilliant Stars, um, what did you tell me before we went live? Me? Yeah, about uh, Brilliant Stars. Yeah, I was just saying, uh, PokemonCenter.com has the Brilliant Stars. Elite Trainer Box in stock, the Pokemon Center exclusive one. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was that was it. 
Um, they switched out giving, uh, I guess, priority to metal uh dice and i think metal coins is what they were giving out in the previous ones that was like the big differentiator besides the um two extra packs uh to now there is a deck box in there instead Ah, okay so yeah not metal anymore but now it's just like a deck the deck box that goes with it correct so and two extra packs two extra packs and uh excuse me a deck box um Looks kind of cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah we, we're big fans here. of Arceus here. Yeah, it's coming back. Are the energies in this also a special edition energy? What do you mean in the in the Pokemon uh, Center exclusive? I don't know. Have you seen a photo of the normal energies that are in Brilliant Stars, or all the Brilliant Star energy look like that? I don't know. I haven't seen a photo of the energies, but these look dope. <laughs> I'm looking at them actually as we're speaking. Um, yeah, the, uh, the energies in the ETB, at least they have this awesome shimmer, like speckle star pattern behind the energy symbol. It's pretty nice. Um, so I'm I'm trying to check the, uh, press release documents from Pokemon, direct from Pokemon for, uh, so I'll let you know. Take a look at the the the, the, the market alerts, etc. Maybe someone nice. here knows and they want to join in. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, j- jump in, guys. Uh, the the call the call in queue is open. If you want to jump in, ask any questions that we've not answered. If you want an elaboration, if you want to just jump in and say what's up, jump if you on in. Just jump on in and say get good uh, to you know John's complaining about whoa, whoa, know, whoa, whoa, the, the whoa, world. Whoa. It's not complaining. I wasn't complaining. It's, it's sharing. It's called it's sharing. Sharing and sharing, sharing is caring. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, listen, you'd be surprised. Um, you know how it's like. It'd be like knowing exactly how Amazon does their stuff in the background and all their issues. How helpful would that be? Um, you know, and we're all a tribe. We're all one tribe here, Jay. One tribe. So um, when we need to share, we share. Um, but yeah, the. The, the the Pokemon Center ETB exclu- Pokemon Center exclusive variant is live on PokemonCenter.com right now. So if you're looking to snap up, you know, uh, one of those Pokemon Center ones, it used to be a limit of ten ETBs, uh, but they've since reduced the limit to four ETBs. So you can only buy four of them now. Sorry, it was um, five. It was five. That's it was bad. five. I told you ten. It was five. I'm sorry. Yeah, you gave me bad information. Gave Jay. me bad information. <laughs> Informations, um, and, I, but... and I know this because before, if you placed two full orders, you could fill a ETB case. <laughs> the the distribution case. <laughs> a distribution case. That is why I know. I was like, the number's not the same here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all right. So you can only order. You can only order four. You really don't need four. Two is good. One to rip, and one to keep. Um, and put in a shield. Put. Put an elite Pokebox shield. Um, you know, when those are back up for sale. <laughs> coming back for sale soon. They're not up for sale right now. <laughs> but those will be back very soon. Um, but yeah, the distribution component of everything was kind of the biggest hurdle uh, that we did not expect. Um, you know, when you're, when you're starting up, you're like, oh, all right, well, I'll, do, I'll, I'll you know, get a space. I'll get a retail uh, license. I'll get a tax ID, a resale certificate. 
and then you'll send all this stuff in to distributors and then they're going to let you in and you'll be able to purchase product at wholesale and uh, and it's going to be cheaper because it's wholesale and and then you're going to be able to fulfill your your stuff with a better margin and be able to include more uh, you know more custom components. Well, that was super off because one they don't just let anyone in. <laughs> you have to you have to you kind of like sell them on the idea because they don't want what they call especially one of our reps the flyby nights. Um, they don't want to let people in that are just flyby nights people who are starting up and a lot of distributors let a lot of people in early on when the hype first started because they didn't see the wave coming, which then ended up causing an issue where some distributors decided to just evenly distribute product across every single account, which was not a great idea because their older accounts and people who had been purchasing more volume ended up getting uh, much, much, much less, which put a hurt on their business. And um, and they in Pokemon doesn't require you to have a physical location, unlike Yu-Gi-Oh! and unlike Magic the Gathering. Uh, those two TCGs require a physical TCG to, to or supposedly require a physical TCG to uh, uh, store to be able to to actually get access to those at wholesale. Um, and uh, and when that big wave came in, you know, you 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 had volume, you had the ability to buy stuff, and then all of a sudden. You know, two three months go by, and Jason and I were like, oh, "Okay, yeah, we need uh, we need you know twelve booster cases of this, six booster cases of that." And they're like, "No, no, no, we don't got nothing. The shelves are empty. The shelves are empty." And COVID had really uh, reared its ugly head, and production was shut down. And we were like, "Okay, how are we gonna do this?" So I don't know how many of you remember, but we had to shut the box down. Um, I don't remember when it was. Maybe a, a year ago, year and change ago. The first time, I think it yeah, was the in first time. like a April of twenty twenty one. Was it? Around. Was it April twenty? Okay, so yeah, April of twenty twenty one. We had to shut down the box the first time because we could only get like booster cases of one set. And I think I don't remember what it was. I think it was. I don't remember what it was. Maybe Battle Styles or something no, like that? It was before Battle Styles. It was before Battle Styles, right? I don't remember. But it was one set. But funny enough, could... I think it was like Vivid Voltage or something. <laughs> Nowadays, people are like, yeah, send me eight Vivid Voltages. <laughs> send me eight Vivid Voltages. But yeah, at the time, you could only get, you only had access to one set. Mind you, we had, you know, months prior, we had access to Team Up still and Unbroken Bonds and Hidden Fates and XY Evolutions and, uh, all of a sudden, the hype came, and all of the available inventory for those sets dissipated, um, just like evaporated. Uh, and then we were putting in, all right, so that's not a big deal. That's older sets on a moon. It's not even currently good. What we'll do is we'll we'll just keep the 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 vari- the variable, you know, the the variance between sets, you know, four different sets. But then everything started evaporating, and all we had left was, I think, like Jason said, Vivid Voltage. That's all we could get our hands on. We're like, we're not going to send a box out that has eight Vivid Voltage packs. For that, you can buy an Elite Trainer box, which, mind you, you couldn't buy anyway, but um, you still can't, of Vivid Voltage. And uh, we didn't want to do that, so we shut the box down because at the end of the day, everything we do is always with the tribe in mind. Um, And that's even if it costs us you know, it comes at the expense of us, uh, where we shut down the box. And I think at the time we had, you know, 1500 or 1400 members 
And we were just like, oh, well, listen, we got to do right by the community. That's what we, that's how we started this thing. And that's how we're going to always uh, focus is that that, that that is at the core. Um, so we waited, we accumulated, we purchased when available cases and cases of product. Um, we finally had secured uh, at least three months of back stock as well as some to put on, on the store itself. So we reopened the box. And uh, how many months was the box open again for Jay? Uh, four months? It was from April to September? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the flood came. Like three, uh, so, yeah. three months? Yeah. yeah, so it was like three or four months. We had reopened. We accumulated enough product. And we were, really, we were starting to really hum. Uh, we had accumulated uh, the three months that we felt were secure. And then Pokemon printing increased. We, ha- we got access to another distributor that we had been working on, which really increased our, our volume. And we ended up getting, it was like 50 or 60 cases of Evolution tins. We were getting you know enough for the whole tribe to get what they needed. And then September 2nd came, and we had just literally received pallets of deliveries for the Evolution tins, the Evolving Skies ETBs. Um, evolving skies, booster boxes, the whole nine. And it's like everything we had in back stock, all the stuff we had just got wiped away again. Uh, we ended up having to, and as m- many of you know, we ended up refunding, I think it was like close to $68,000 in orders um, because of the Elite Poke Box and the EV tins and some of the evolving, oh, the evolving skies, ETBs, all that stuff had to be refunded. And these are the things that, you really don't expect when it comes to doing a business, right? You, you start off with everything is going to be fine and it's going to go and it's going to hum, hum along and you're prepared for the worst. But you can never really prepare for the worst. Um, there's always a, a wrench that likes to get thrown in there uh, sometimes. And uh, Jay probably remembers that, those, those days quite vividly. <laughs> You know, man, I definitely prepared for the worst. I, uh, you know, squirreled away a couple team up packs that we gave away last month in the Elite Poke Box. He he had uh, <laughs> he he had he had a kayak just in case. <laughs> Walmart had a kayak just in case. That's what I'm, you know. Yeah, but um, yeah. So you can never really prepare for the worst. Um, you can prepare as best as you can. But the one thing that, uh, and, and this is kind of coming here to t- 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and coming uh, to kind of wrapping up and coming to the end here. The one thing that we, you know, you, sometimes the things you, you know, the actions you take that don't prepare you for the worst are, end up being the best possible preparation you could imagine, which was the tribe itself. Um, so it kind of, it's funny how, all things sometimes come full circle. Uh, and while, you know, that was and everything that we experienced over the last two and a half years uh, has been wild and crazy and all the unexpected stuff, Logan Paul, um, all the madness that ensued with the hype, floods and COVID shutting things down. Um, you know, you can't plan for those things. You can't plan for a once in a hundred year pandemic, uh, biblical flood and 
Um, Logan Paul, I don't know, maybe he's his own type of catastrophe, I guess. <laughs> Logan Paul coming into your, into your hobby and just kind of derailing the whole situation. But what you can do, and what we did do, uh, was from day one, and this is how we opened up tonight in this podcast, was we focused on you. We focused on the tribe. We focused on doing what's right and doing what's right all the time. And while other people were scalping Charizard celebrations boxes for $110, ours were 24 bucks or 25 bucks. While other people were scalping um, pretty much everything that existed. For example, VMAX premium collections, the ones we just shipped out, the ones everybody that ordered one got. We sold those at MSRP. to do um, was the best possible preparation for the crazy things that can occur because you guys stuck with us. You were here uh, the whole way through. You were here for the hype. You were here for when we had to turn off the box because there wasn't enough product. Here for when we had to turn off because the product was destroyed. Um, and it's, it's really thanks to all of you guys that we can continue to grow the tribe, continue to, um, provide a service that we hope, um, helps you, uh, accomplish your collecting goals, but also, uh, provide a community that makes collecting Pokemon better. Um, because that's really what it's all about for us is creating a space where you can feel like you're not just collecting alone, um, that you're not collecting just to collect, that you're a part of a, a bigger kind of picture, and that the the fun is to be had with all of us, and the camaraderie is there to enjoy this hobby the way it was meant to be enjoyed, which was together. So that's uh, that's th- that's the episode here. That's everything I had planned. Jason, do you have anything... Uh, you want to touch on? Thinking, processing, Pro- processing. Me. Processing. Uh, here we go. We got some call. Come on, thank you guys. Jump in. It's been too long Yo. since we talked. Let's go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pull it. There we go. Lucas is coming. In. Now we got everybody joining in. Here we go. See, man, they were processing too. Yeah. Jason's like, guys, please join. I don't know what to say. You guys are saving me. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You rock. Francisco, Uh, you are live. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Hey, doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I just want to tell you guys, uh, first of all, I appreciate uh, being part of the tribe. Uh, You guys put out a great product. Um, As I was uh, hitting up John on Instagram, I'm going to send you guys some bulk, and I'm going through all this stuff. And man, I can't even get to talk myself into throwing away these boxes. Um, the artwork is great on them. The quality is good. And then even down to the sticker sheets, I'm looking at the August one, and it's just like, man, you guys really make some great stuff. So, you know, just really appreciate that. 
Yeah, if you're selling, if you're sending your bulk in with us, feel free to throw in the boxes, and I'll we'll just put them up on display. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll he's like, no it. way. Like, uh, <laughs> not not gonna say that we saved every box in the flood, but we definitely didn't save every box of artwork in the flood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, great. Yeah, I think we saved most of them, but uh, yeah, no, appreciate that, Francisco. Yeah, send over that bulk. Um, that that bulk thing is, you know. We, we started taking bulk in again because we think it's an awesome way to convert either the excess cars that you don't need into more cash that you can use for whatever you want. Or now that we have the ability through our TriPoints program, like on the bottom left of the site, um, that when you send in the bulk, the cash value okay. plus 10%. So literally we add it to your TriPoints account that's on the bottom left of the site when you're on mobile or on desktop. And you literally can use those points for the cash value of the bulk too. So it, uh, it ends up being really cool where you can, you can get an extra little kick, a little, a little, uh, uh kickback, uh, from using store credit. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's a great benefit. And I, I honestly appreciate that. Um, but as I'm sitting here doing this and I'm putting a lot of time into it, I got to ask you guys, um, what kind of music and what kind of drinks are you guys enjoying to sorting your bulk out? You're hitting, you're hitting me with the right question. <laughs> Every time Jason and I have like a long night ahead of us or a long day ahead of us. Um, and I'm like, all right, Jay. He, so Jason's not a big drinker. I'm not a huge drinker either, but I do, I do love, <laughs> yeah. I do, I don't want to make myself sound bad, but I do enjoy myself a cocktail while getting some of the there monotonous, tedious work going. So for me, yeah, I, I, yeah. go ahead, Jay. It's that for me, it's uh, usually some form of caffeinated concoction because uh, yeah. caffeine really doesn't work on me. Uh, uh, I need my, I need my uppers. I need my there you go. <laughs> you got to see Jason that. sometimes pounding back the five energy, five hour energies, like, uh, like it's no one's business. I'm like, dude, what are you doing right now? Bro, it's the like, <laughs> you know, Costco pack, man. It's a great there deal. <laughs> Yeah. I saw I saw I saw some guy uh, make a video and he was like, "Do you want to become the Flash?" And he has a a drip coffee machine. He put fills it with coffee grind. He fills the reservoir with Monster Energy drink. Oh. Gets himself a coffee and then he puts a shot of Five Hour Energy drink in there. No. Well, let me tell you, that's the quickest way to get to the hospital with some heart murmurs or something. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Instead of water, you brew your coffee with hot Monster Energy and then you throw. Um, a shot of five hour energy in there, like a red eye. I'm like, oh god! <laughs> like one of those. It's like uh, or the uh, old four logo. Yeah, a little four logo. Uh, it's like an episode <laughs> in Futurama. Uh, he drinks a hundred coffees in the episode, and then when he gets to the hundredth one, just time stops. <laughs> he just moves oh around. yeah, and he moved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I thought. So that's funny, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll usually have myself. Uh, a nice cocktail, either Moscow Mule, a glass of wine, because I'm a big Cabernet guy, or a, uh, or maybe a gin and tonic with some oh, there you gin. Go. Okay. So I do like myself a cocktail, not going to lie. And then music-wise, uh, I, I don't love to listen to like the mainstream kind of like uh, radio station music. So I typically spend my time in YouTube music and YouTube kind of feeds me all the rehab and Mike Williams and, um, Limiteer or Griffin and Audrey Mika. Like, so I like really weird house music. So it gets me in the zone. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like I'll get, uh, yeah. 
Jason, if, we're, if, if we're together, I go along with it. Uh, there you go. Alone, it is definitely in the uh, darker uh, metal uh, franchise genre. So uh, John, John has to walk in and say, uh, can, "Can I can I change the the, the radio?" <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you What do you like, Francisco? What do you What do you drink and what do you listen to? Because you have a lot uh, of bulk for- there. Uh, man, it's it's for me. It's always going to be Modelo time. Uh, that's just the kind of fool I am. And uh, I think I've been paying tribute to uh, Vicente because you know he passed away recently. So I've been kind of listening to that music. But on Spotify, I did find a. I, I don't remember if it was Kanto Radio, but it was essentially um, a lo-fi mix of Pokemon music that you know trying to get into that mood. Right, I'm sorting out all these cards. Uh, for me, as a collector, I'm not. I'm not looking for rares. I'm looking for any, honestly, any picture or Pokemon that I like. So some of the commons I'm throwing into my binder and I'm keeping just cause I like it. So that's the mentality I went into it. And that's how I kind of <laughs> went through this process. Yeah. I mean, that's best way to do it. Collect what you love. We always, that's like our number one thing. Um, don't collect what everybody else is chasing. If that's not what you enjoy. Uh, I like collecting Kinglers. And uh, <laughs> and crabbies, I saw that episode and, today. And crabbies, <laughs> and you know, like I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I sadly, I also like Dragonites, way more expensive. Prefer to just like the Kinglers. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. I'm I'm hyped for Kingler Vmax in Brilliant Stars. I need that card. <laughs> I didn't see that um, yet. Yeah, I'm the sad Charmander. So anything Fire, anything Charmander, and, and honestly, any of the 151. Is uh, what I like. Uh, a weird thing I like is Lapras. I don't know why. I'll, I'll collect that all day. <laughs> Lapras is an awesome card to collect. The art's always fantastic on Lapras. Um, the Gigantamax Lapras from the GameStop uh, collection. Did you get that one? The V Max. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I think my favorite right now is actually. Uh, I don't know which one it is. Is this Unified Minds? The Lapras that has Rapid Strike on it. Rapid Strike. Uh, is or uh, Fusion? Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, that would be fusion strike yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be that would so, be a fusion strike that'd probably be in either if it's a rapid strike it's either from battle styles or from fusion strike yeah fusion strike that's the one i think that's currently my favorite well, it might be chilling rain too because i think chilling rain has uh the styles in it as well so it could be chilling rain cool cool but yeah anyways thank you guys for taking my call uh once again keep up the good work uh, appreciate uh appreciate you guys leading the tribe um as always i talk about my wife a lot it's because uh, as I as I mentioned to you guys in private, and I'll say it now uh, within the tribe, I'm a closet collector, um, and I'm glad to enjoy this with uh, you know other like minds. So once again, thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. We enjoy having you here. Uh, always part of the tribe, and we uh, we'll keep on keeping on, and uh, we'll keep on collecting together. Oh yeah. Have so, a good one, man. Thanks. All right, let's pick up Lucas. Hey, Lucas, you're in to the call. You have to unmute. Hi, sorry. Can you guys hear me? Yep. yep. There you come in loud, loud right. and clear. Um, so there's really just one thing I wanted to ask you guys. Have you guys thought about going on, like, Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts? Or- yes. Um, we, we have uh, thought about that, and we are going to be distributing um, to that as well. Uh, the call-in app is new, so getting the exports of this has been a little bit, uh, a little weird when we're exporting it. Uh, but now that they have a, a quasi a quasi desktop background, 
uh, app, uh, we can actually download the the we can download the recordings really easily now, and we can we can upload it to um, an Anchor FM or another uh, podcast distribution platform that then takes these call-in podcasts, the recordings, and distributes them to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, um, and uh, all the other podcast uh, uh, hosting uh, places. So we will be posting these out to uh, to those different places for sure. Good question. Ask you guys because like on this call in app, I'm like looking through and you guys are like number two on recreation. I'm like that's pretty impressive. Like considering this is you know it's it's a fairly fairly small app is what I'm trying to get at. Like a Pokemon podcast and get to number two on recreation. Yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, uh, it is, it is a smaller app and the, and, and we actually worked with the guys who made the app before they launched to test it. Uh, and we were part of the beta group. Um, and the really cool guys, um, I think the app, the ability to have the live call-ins is really cool. And they're working so hard to continue to add more and more features um, that we definitely want to continue using Colin, but I agree getting the distribution out there. So more people can listen and learn and take part in the tribe and the whole nine. It's a focus that we're going to be taking into 2022 for sure. Uh, and the hope is that when Colin really starts putting the, you know, you know, the pedal to the metal and they really start marketing and, expanding their 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 ads and marketing and, and getting more people on there that hopefully um as the app grows so will the tribe um and right now it's it's heavily focused on startups it's heavily focused on tech uh companies tesla is a very popular topic on this app uh if you've ever scrolled through and sports sports are really big in this app lots and lots of sports call-ins um the pokemon I think we're one of three people or one of four um, groups that are doing Pokemon themed podcasts. And yeah, we're number two in recreation. I think we're a top 30 podcast out of the few thousand that they have on this app. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, But in, in no other app that I've seen gives us the ability to do podcasting different the way Colin does. And that's what we're always about. How do we do it different? No other podcast app that I know of, you and I could be talking right now. And that was what we wanted. All right. Awesome, um, Lucas. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, are you guys going to bring in, like, other content creators? I mean, I came here from, like, AJ's Discord server when you advertised there. And I was just, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was a really cool experience. And as you can see, that, like, brought, like, hundreds of members. And there were so a few that stayed. But that specific podcast had, like, hundreds of people in it and so do you think you're ever going to do something like that again or is that just like a you know aj you're good friends so that was just like a one-time thing no no aj yeah aj and i were were talking all the time uh we yeah so aj is going to be back uh we have we're we have a bunch of pokemon content creators on instagram and tiktok um that we are queuing up to do um the call-in podcast um as well as a traditional podcast. So we're going to be probably looking at Colin being uh, our like a tight knit group and still having those people come on, but it's a smaller audience. So it's more intimate with everybody. And you guys have an, 
the ability to speak to some of these content creators um, and and, get, and ask them questions and interact with them. And then those individuals will also be a part of a more structured podcast with them, with interview style questions for them, which will be also working on coming into 2022. So definitely 100% uh, going to be doing a lot of that coming into 2022. So we get to meet the cool kid club either. This you guys here are going to be the cool kid club. Uh, more intimate. Is, is, is that is that still up for debate? It's yeah, <laughs> it's always been the cool kid club. It's, gonna, it's just not going to be solidified. All right. Well, thank you guys for your time. Awesome, Lucas. Great questions. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate you always thank joining you. in. All Thanks. right. All right, Andy coming in. Hey, Andy. How goes it? Oops. Hey. Hey, how's it going? I thought that was you <laughs> dropping something. I was like, oh, I hope you didn't break it. <laughs> Nothing wrong, man. I was just listening to Harwin. I was talking about shipping. I was like, man, did, they, did these guys find the secret to shipping? Um, no. And then, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I get a lot of, uh, well, I used to get a lot of orders online, but Ever since I opened the store, it's all been physical, uh, in-store now, which, which is good. You know, I'm getting the community now. I'm like the only store in, I don't know, like five-mile radius from where I am. Five-mile radius, really? Yes. Uh, a, lot location. Coming, a lot of people are coming from other cities, Arlington or uh, Fort Worth, and they're like, your guys are pretty cheaper than all the other ones. Some guys even told me they were selling Fusion Stripe for like $100, uh, ETB. A hundred dollar fusion strike ETB. Yeah, like those are on sale, dude. Those aren't selling at all. <laughs> I think I think I ha- I think we have them for like thirty three bucks. <laughs> so it's yeah, uh, so. that's crazy. Um, but yeah, the so did you choose to kind of ease up on the online because it was harder or more expensive because of the shipping? No, no, I, I don't know. It just died down. I don't know. Um, I like I said. I used to. That's where I started on was online, and and when you were talking about shipping, I remember one time somebody from Seattle bought a whole case of a Yu Gi Oh at those anniversary tins, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was offering free shipping for uh, you know or over a hundred and twenty dollars of an order, and it came out to thirty five dollars shipping. So I was like, man, he got me right there. He got me good. Like yeah, the, sh- the shipping's tough. The yeah. shipping is is the hardest part, and we spent a lot of time, a lot of time negotiating rates uh, with USPS and UPS, and just fighting them and bringing them down. And you know, if we're, if we're able to squeak out a thirty percent discount, it's like a lot because if you use if you use re- like a residential account, like a personal account on USPS, shipping a um, in a custom bot, in a shipper, not inside of a flat rate. Right? Flat rate's totally separate, but flat rate's super expensive now too. It's like fifteen dollars. Like flat rate is amazing for bulk. Um, on average, all the bulk we get, we have a couple of members that are like the like the best at packing bulk. Where they literally, yes, there's not one millimeter of extra space in that in that box wrapped. It's like. Um, they, I think it's like, I got a bulk box the other day. It was like 45 pounds in a flat rate. I was like, God, that's getting some value out of the flat rate. Um, but yeah, the, the shipping, it's, 
you just gotta you just gotta work on it and constantly be fighting them and trying to get the prices down. And you gotta use well, uh, custom accounts. I'll, I'll jump in here. Uh, the one thing that happened to you with that Yu-Gi-Oh box is uh, it's uh, volume. Um, so normally all you're worried about is like wait, 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 because they're gonna charge you by the weight. Um, that weight pricing is only for a specific volume of box. So, uh, well, however you were using to ship, whether it's, you know, a shippo or anything like that, or whatever was giving you that UPS account, there's like a max volume to it. So, uh, it's always good when you start to ship, when you start doing like free shipping and you're going to do a lot of items in a box is to always have that in the back of your mind that, you know, if someone orders a Pikachu VMAX and then orders like three other things in there, uh, your box is going to be over that volume size. So for example, uh, you can play around with it. Uh, just put like three pounds and uh, go to enter dimensions of your box. And if you put like eight by eight by eight, you know, it's like a nice like eight to $12, depending on how far it's going from you. And then if you go in there and you put 17 by 14 by 14, you're going to see it's going to jump to like $36. Oh, yeah. So, I tried to use a flat rate box, but just two of those tens didn't fit in it. So I'm like, man. Yeah. I so, yeah. <laughs> so definitely, uh, definitely you have to just play around with those two, whether you're going for weight or you're going for dimensions. So if you're shipping a lot of small things, uh, UPS has SurePost where they like work with USPS and then FedEx has. SurePost as well. No, it has a different name, but the, yes, it's essentially SurePost, but there's a different name for it. Um, so the, those things are good for, in our in our world, where it's like, I've got a booster box is, you know, two pounds, but it's pretty small. Um, so they, uh, USPS likes to handle that stuff. So UPS, SurePost can get you a good deal. Yeah, anything under two pounds, I can pretty much gauge of the pricing. But uh, after that, it gets it gets crazy. Yes, because <laughs> I, I did get a call from uh, the postmaster for the, you know, U.S. Post Office. I, mm-hmm. I didn't re- return the call. I thought it was, you know, no fake since they were like, you're, uh, we see you're a business owner. We want to talk about pricing. So I never returned the call. Like, I don't yeah, you, you, you can work with the, the post office um, for one thing that they, they can offer you, the postmaster. I mean, you said you, you were listening, trying to see if we were going to give any secrets out. So, like, I'll get into the nitty-gritty with you real quick. <laughs> they, uh, uh, USPS does offer, um, uh, it's called, like, uh, cubic shipping. So, it's not priority. It's literally called, like, and it's not, um, damn, what the hell is the terrible option that First they have? class or? No, it's, uh. It's something uh, I can't remember, but for example, they have cubic, so they'll they'll say like, "Oh, if if you ship, if you told us it was just like a two pound box, but you didn't tell us the size and choose cubic, uh, like if you tell them like I want to go through this service, so it's not priority, so it's not guaranteed in like three day delivery, um, and you choose cubic, and it's like, oh, uh, a booster box is six by five by three cubic that's under like 80 cubic inches or whatever um they give you a, a pretty good rate on that so like that's what usps sells you on that's why like ups works with them with SurePost because they want little stuff 
and then they'll charge by like the size while UPS is, is more into like, they get you like with weight. They're not so their their trucks are a lot bigger. If you, if you look at how many UPS trucks are out on the roads in an average town versus a USPS truck and the size difference, you'll see why. Right. Yeah, exactly. So hope that helps. Uh, the postmaster, get, that, get the that's cubic. what they'll sell you on is cubic. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, and some guys do work on that. And actually for collectibles, it's not bad unless your customers are expecting like really fast shipments. Cause then you need to do that, you know, uh, uh, priority where it's going to be like two to, well, now it's not even two to three days anymore. If you have to cross the Rockies, it's like yeah. up to five. five. Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with the, you know, your locals? Yeah. Ship them to them or they can pick up or. We ship it still. Yeah. Uh, and it gets there like one day. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I never got much locals. I guess they don't want to pay shipping, but ever since I opened the, the store, they've been coming in regularly and I have a few regulars now. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of our locals, uh, they ship from us. Uh, they buy from us, we ship. And to John's point, um, a lot of the times, uh, especially, I know I know in New Jersey, for example, uh, if you do UPS ground um, or even USPS uh, priority, especially first class, you're getting it next, you're getting it like next day. So if I, if I give it to UPS, uh, on a Thursday, you should be getting it Friday. So I don't know, maybe our, maybe our locals are, are happy with that consistency versus if, uh, you know, maybe they buy it somewhere else with free shipping, but then you do have to wait, you know, as long as it's out the door, it gets to you in one day. Yeah. And a lot of time, like a lot of time, um, a lot of time, like, Locals and, and the in the in the customers that come um, that, co- that co- come all the time, the members that come all the time, they usually end up getting free shipping because it's like the hundred and seventy five dollar threshold. It's like you buy a booster box, an ETB, and a three pack blister, and you're pretty much there, right? So it's already free ship, and then they just get it next day, and it's still free. So it ends up working really well for them. Yep. And uh, who's the voice of reasoning between you? Because I. My my nephew's working with me, and he's always like, "You're ordering too much stuff, man." I like that. It's, it's never enough. It's never enough for me. You know, can't have enough on the shelves. That's a hilarious question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stop ordering so much stuff. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, yeah, it all depends on what you're getting, right? And uh, I mean, um, you can you can never really have enough on the shelves. Uh, I mean, you you as long as it doesn't become overwhelming, right? Um, there's also decision fatigue. When it comes to stocking product, and if you have too much stuff, um, it's like choosing between what you're going to get um, burns away some of the ability to make a decision. So it's kind of a fi- fine line of putting the stuff out that it, and, and, and stocking the stuff that you know everybody wants at the time and at the right price because you were able to negotiate a big enough rate discount by buying volume from the distributors um, that you can offer a better pricing. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. We can negotiate with the uh, the wholesalers. They're like, no, we. Yep. You, this is your price, man. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. No, you can. I mean, until a certain point, you can't really negotiate. But you can. You can negotiate for sure. If you get, if you have enough volume, like if if you're buying, you know, a hundred cases of booster boxes, you get a better price. Okay, that's something to think about. Said I'm, I'm just starting, so I wish they could offer me a hundred cases. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a while. You got to build it up. You got to you got to build up a. Big and, and and even then, it's not no like ten percent off each booster box. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like four bucks. Five bucks. If you're lucky, I was gonna say like two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the booster box. <laughs> Depends on what's what's hot. And. uh <laughs> And to answer your question, the voice of reason, uh, it depends on the decision that's being made on who's the voice of reason versus who's the emotional one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, yeah, I think I, I'm over reaching out. We sell, I sell a lot more than just cards, you know, action figures, toys, board games, you name it. Um, so maybe that's why he's a little scary. You know, I'm I'm all over the board. <laughs> yeah, we 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 tend to stay firmly in, in the in the lane we un, we know we understand. And uh, the distributor was like, guys, 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 come on, come on, buy these cases of Yu-Gi-Oh and and Flesh and Blood and and MetaZoo and and uh, Car- and short, you know, sh- uh, <laughs> the Waste Schwartz. And I'm like, um, no, I'm gonna stick to my, uh, I'm gonna stick to my Pokemon. <laughs> it's like I know it. Uh, I and worst case scenario, if I get stuck with a few hundred booster boxes, I'll just rip into booster boxes all day. I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. That's uh, you know, the beauty of loving it is, you know, from all perspectives. I'll just tear it myself. I don't care. <laughs> so, but awesome, Andy. Well, listen, wish you all the luck in the store. And uh, if you ever need anything, hit us up on Instagram, on the DMs. And keep on, keep on, keep on keeping on serving the community. Looks like you're, you're providing an awesome service to people who don't have a lot of access. So keep on doing it, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to me, and uh, I'll keep listening to y'all. Awesome. All right, right, Andy. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. Let's take the last two callers. We got Pokefang coming in. Jason over there. He, uh, he, he, uh, he earned his uh, master of packaging um, description on on calling over there with his cubic. Get that cubic. But Pokefang, what's going on? How's it going, guys? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Doing well, I man. Just want, I just wanted to uh, drop in real quick, and it's getting late. Just let you guys know that. Um, I obviously I have my YouTube channel, and I just recorded a video today of my Elite Pokebox review. Dropping tomorrow. Yeah, dropping tomorrow. Uh, so, and I'm actually going to make that part of my regular content every month uh, when I get the box. I'm going to make a video for you guys. Um, hopefully, spread the word because. Uh, yeah, I actually found out about you guys through the flood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, was looking, I know, it's crazy. I was uh I had no idea you guys were even around. I was at the time I didn't think anybody was around, you know, that had Pokemon. Um but yeah, that flood hit and I saw an account called Elite Pokebox uh with somebody in a kayak in the Mandel <laughs> River. <laughs> Let's go. That was me. And I'm like, yo, you still I used to ride my bike down there. I know where that is. <laughs> now he's rowing his boat. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, you're dropping the video tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Is the YouTube channel Pokefang? Pokefang also, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'll, uh, after we get off of here, I'll, uh, I'll go subscribe to the channel for sure. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Appreciate don't, it, man. Don't spoil it for me. I want to I wanna, I wanna see you open it for the first time. Don't tell me nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming through and being on and uh, and enjoying the the, the Elite Poker Box. Um, and this is your first month, you said, right? Uh, it's my second month, actually. Second the, month. Yeah, the first box I recorded, um, and I 
think I put it in an Instagram reel or something like that, but mm-hmm. it wasn't wasn't well produced. I want to do something a little bit more polished moving forward. So awesome, awesome, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll definitely hit subscribe and I'll uh, watch it when you drop it tomorrow, and then uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, hit you up on the comment section, let you know what I think about your polls. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys um, doing what you do. It's an awesome community. I love the tribe shop. Um, yeah, just so, keep keep on keeping on. Like you so, said. so so I just have to ask, are you still local or have you Yeah, I'm still local. I'm in Somerville. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm oh, right nice. down the road. All so right, actually right. to that point that somebody mentioned earlier about um locals and stuff like that. I'm just like Man, there's some days when I'm like I'm about to record a YouTube video, I'm like, man, I wish I could do a booster box right now and wish I could just go pick it up. <laughs> Well, you might be able to do that so- very soon. Yeah, so- sooner than you know. Sooner than you think. <laughs> uh, we, that'd be uh, sick. We, we're dropping. Uh, we're dropping some news in the next uh, couple of days. So, um, we'll. Uh, so stay tuned. <laughs> because, oh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll make sure to let you know uh, directly. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I, I love I love what you guys are doing, and um, so happy to see you guys. You know, back on your feet and and making moves after what happened. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, man. All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thanks. Have a good night. All He's got right. really cool thumbnails. He does. Do. Does he really? Oh, yeah. He's, all right, I'm going to hit up the YouTube channel after. Maybe, maybe I'll have him do our thumbnails. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But uh, all right, we're going to bring in none other, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Warren <laughs> S., no, I can say last DJ. DJ Warren, what's going on? Let's see if he's going to unmute. Uh, I was going to yeah. figure this app out. Here we go. There you go. <laughs> what's going on, Warren? Hey, not too much. There's uh, there's actually another app called uh, Clubhouse. I don't know where you guys ever did you ever do that at all? Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, it's basically like the same thing, except that it was you had to have like a someone had to invite you in, and it was like invite only and I don't know. That was kind of lame, but uh, they're trying to make it all exclusive. And yeah. so not a lot of people joined it. And I was like, man, this clubhouse thing sounds like a good idea. Like it's cool. Cause it's, I mean, it's, it's literally the same exact app. I mean, <laughs> like you can see all the people down below, I guess the difference is they had layers. So you could have like the hosts, but then you can have like, two or three separate layers of people and you could have like moderators and stuff. So they kind of tried to make it a little more discord like, but with, you know, the whole just podcast vibe. Um, so I don't know, but this is cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah. We, I was on clubhouse when they first uh, launched. Cause yeah. um, we had, I had a friend of mine who was friends with the, some of the creators that made clubhouse. Oh, um, nice. So we ended up getting a, an invite. I didn't really like it. Um, yeah. I wasn't a huge fan. They didn't have the call-in functionality. They had the speakers functionality. Um, yeah. And you could bring uh, people who were listening up as speakers, but the listeners couldn't um, – they couldn't signal. Oh, they couldn't push a button to say that they wanted to just they join. They wanted to call in. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I, that I, was, like I said, I did it for like a week and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and it was kind of lame 
Um, yeah, it really like, was like, I was just waiting for something in that I was interested in. And I would go and like you said, like everyone's talking about like Tesla and, and you know, Elon Musk. And I'm just like, no, this doesn't interest me. I don't want to <laughs> listen to you talk about that for six hours. <laughs> not, not the, not, not the game. <laughs> not not yeah. the game. But yeah, yeah so exactly. that's why we chose Colin um, because one, it was in, it's, it was, it's in its nascent phase. It's small, it's tight. We don't get bombarded. Like the one thing I, I fear, and this might sound stupid, but the one thing I fear is the like if Colin does get huge, and yeah. the and 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 everything blows up, and you know you have three, four, five hundred listeners. I almost fear that day. Um, yeah, because it takes away the best part of of Colin right now, which is getting to pull you up. In the listen in the in the in the call exactly queue. well and that was the problem with clubhouse is you have like you know four hundred people in a room it's like you you can't do that you know because mm-hmm. there'd be too many people and so yeah even with people. just the people that were speakers they had they had problems with like every room I'd go in there'd be somebody that left their mic off and they'd be like chewing or something and it's like oh, <laughs> come on or someone's like babies crying in the background it's like look we're trying to do a podcast like. What's going on here? Yeah, so. and it's like almost, almost like calling. I don't even. I, it's a we call it a podcast. We, but yeah, it's, it's, not, it's more like a radio show. I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, with the whole. I mean, it's it's literally calling. So yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming that's what they're going for. And well, it works. I think, All right. So works. when do we start like punking people? Like, like, uh, like the Z100 calls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Like, all right, DJ. So I got some bad news, man. I took oh, man. all your orders, and I just I don't know where they're going. <laughs> and you're gonna you like, mother. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like we know we put them in a box, but we don't know where the box is. <laughs> Maybe Hawaii might have been part of the flood. It's like it's like you know that bear maze that like blew up in Amazon. Like we bought a couple of those. We're missing some. So be careful with your box. You know your cards should be fine. It should be. Should be. I mean, we've seen some. I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff. Like Jason. Jason says it all the time. He's like, if anything ever goes RTS, return to sender. We can never reuse. The no. product that's in there. Whenever we yeah. so, whenever we get a return to sender, anyone who's ever experienced that, I think Channy, I think Channy's gotten a return to sender like once or twice already. Sorry, Channy, thumbs up. You know, here I'm gonna throw, throw you a little fireball. Uh, <laughs> she has, she's had some pretty bad luck with uh, with the address situations. Uh, but the once we get it back, we kind of just like we take it out. We're like, this is wrecked. Like we rip into it. We rip into it because return to sender, like we'll get ETBs back that got there, that got to wherever they were going fine. But as soon as it's return to sender, it's like it goes down a tier in, in, in how much people care about it. And it literally looks like someone stepped on it, then punted it. Then they ate their lunch on top of it. And then they put I it mean, it's the, the it's the equivalent of what happens <laughs> to things that get returned to Amazon. Have you seen like the pallet <laughs> sales that they have? The, there's like people buy undescriptive pallets from Amazon warehouses out the back and then they make YouTube videos of them like yeah. through it like I love those our, our return senders <laughs> are like dope. UPS's version of that like they get kicked into a pile somewhere where it's no longer robots doing it and it's a human who is gonna like just give it to the next human and then have the truck 
drag it across the warehouse or something. (laughs) Yeah. So with a return to sender, could somebody take that package and then like open it up and then be like, oh, I don't want it, and then return to sender? UPS says they can't deliver it, and they just happen to send it back. Yeah, return to sender never reaches its destination with like GI Joe cards or anything like that. (laughs) No, nope. That's only that's only Logan's (laughs) shtick. That's only Logan's. I can't believe that man in that group that that said it was good. um, They're under a lot of hot water now for that because they vouched for it and basically said, "Hey, we we agree that this is sealed and this is legit," and they put their name on it. Yeah, Rattle and I were talking about the box way before uh it the shit hit the fan uh and i i was like that this is fake dude and be, i was I, I was like rattled this is fake he's like definitely 100% fake and i'm like and the fact that bbce with their rapping yes it's kind of a known thing in some in most circles and that's what i that's what i think is crazy that no one has said and i don't want to catch flock for it for saying yeah, it here. Yeah, we don't have good attorneys. It's just a couple of us here, you know. No um, one's really listening. But <laughs> just you and me and all the all the people yeah. on the podcast. Nah, it's cool. The, 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 we, no, cut the po- we cut the post. We're going to cut this part out. <laughs> okay. Uh, BBCE is a joke in the, commun- in the yeah. community of high-end collectors. Uh, always has been, always will be. No one, everyone knew, like everybody, like I'm super surprised that um, – that the Pokeju signed off on that with BBC yeah. rapping because BBCE everyone knows they don't know what they're doing when it comes to Pokemon they never have um, and the ownership that does the inspection authentication is subpar to, at best and like woefully unprepared at worst um, they yeah I mean everybody knew I, I can't believe people thought that was real. Um, yeah, it's, it, it 100% was going to be fake. No one, I, I don't even think Gary has a sealed case. He says he has a sealed case. I doubt mm-hmm. he has a sealed case. Um, at his undisclosed, very yeah. secretive con- storage container in the Appalachian, <laughs> Appalachian Mountains covered Area. with seas- Area 51. <laughs> With a sea salt border to keep out the evil spirits? I don't know. Uh, it's like, um, I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, My, it's, in that bu- it's in that bunker where we keep, like, the seeds of every plant for what <laughs> yeah, The exactly. doomsday bunker. The doomsday <laughs> bunker. That right next to it's the bunker with all the diseases, apparently. So, you know, you better hope you don't go into the wrong bunker when you're trying to redo civilization. <laughs> yeah. Because you know everybody needs a shadowless Charizard when civilization goes there you go. uh, down the toilet. But yeah, well, uh, the hope BBC, is that don't they, trust them. <laughs> the hope is that this has scared so many people that I think you know you might actually be able to get something. Like I've gone to you know Pokemon Center and they're actually selling cards again, which is crazy. And you know you go and I go into Target and every once in a while I'll actually see some packs sitting around so i'm like okay i feel like it's coming back little by little you know we'll see maybe the hype is down but yeah i mean it you gotta take it from a micro and a macro perspective like in the macro the supply and demand never really the supply got affected almost as much as the demand got affected yeah like pokemon's printing in the last year was you know they they missed 
a set release and they had to catch up and then they like had to stop. They, they usually reprint a set two to three times before the next set comes out. And they were like, Nope, we printed vivid voltage once on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> like we got it. Like we got to honor like our printing schedules, but like we missed three months because COVID shut down North Carolina. That was our only printing facility at the time. Like, so uh, to me, it's, it's definitely a giant moving, uh, scale there of the supply is also back to what it was and the planning is back to what it was and to your point like yeah at the micro level of your average person who might just go and try and scoop up the whole thing and then sit on ebay and sell it like they're not doing it unless they're like like unless you're like a group of people now and they have they like combined funds and they still are just scalping like john just picked me up the xbox mini fridge at target when I was about to grab one for like 180 on eBay, so yeah, it's he calls me up and he's like, "Hey, have you seen like an Xbox mini fridge?" And I'm like, "Actually, I did." I was like, "What is this?" Like, I'm thing? on the Target app. Like, <laughs> you don't happen to be at your local Target because it says your local Target has one. And I was like, "Yeah, nice. I, I I am here, and I'm looking right at it actually." <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, that's so. crazy. That is a true story. I'm just gonna put. That <laughs> I out believe there. it. Not like rehearsing this or like over fabricating it. It happened like three days ago. So yeah. I just need to let that be known. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited so, to finally please Jason. He wasn't disappointed in me for the first time. <laughs> so, so, oh, since we're since we're talking about the whole Logan Paul thing, I, I kind of want to move over real quick and just get your take on that whole. Uh, oh man, what are their names? The Backyard Boys or whatever it is. They were doing like football breaks you know what i'm talking about you know where i'm going no oh these guys they do football cards and i guess they uh they were on live stream and they do pack openings all the time and the guys are crazy it looks like you're watching like a used car commercial and they're just like jumping up and down and acting like ridiculous and they're like okay this next box you know we're gonna give to this person you know uh this random person and then they open it up and there's some like, I don't know, $50,000 card or something inside. And then they're, they like change the story and they ended it up. And then they're saying like, oh, this is too much to just give to one person. We're going to donate it. And then after the stream, apparently they ended up giving it away to a random person again, but they're going to donate like $20,000 to some charity. And then, I guess the card ended up on eBay and it turns out to be like one of their friends that they gave it to. So there's all this shadiness and, you know, all these other people that do where I was going with that is all these other people that are doing these, like trying to copy the live pack opening things and doing it for people. Uh, they're all really shady. And <laughs> it's, yeah, just, my, it's I, kinda... I, on, on that point, unrelated to pack breaks, like I knew, a friend of mine knew folks who did something similar to kind of what you were just saying there in the regards to like, they hyped it and they hyped it and then they hyped it even more and they hyped it. And then like, it was actually, they were just giving it to their friends. Like he, yeah. he knew someone that they they had like a channel that blew up, grew or whatever. And it was always like, they would like bet each other something. It's like, I bet you 50 bucks at like this. And then it's like, well, I bet you a thousand dollars. I bet you. And they're like, they always knew each other. And no money so, like, exchanged. So, like, the money was just 
they all were like, okay, guys, like we to collectively have $50,000. So like, we're just going to keep building up until we say like, I bet you $50,000. And then like, we just, it's, it's all of our money. It's all of our money. We just give it back and forth to each other, but we just continue yeah. to increase the number on the content. Um, so, Hey man, that's funny. No, that, that's lame. So I, I appreciate that you guys don't do any of the, you know, theatrical kind of stuff to try to get people in and, uh, the biggest thing that I really like too is that you you don't really sell it on the live. Like when we're doing the lives, you're like there for the group, and it's like, hey, everyone that participated, this is for you to watch the breaks and for like, you know, everyone to hype each other up. But it's not, you know, you're not trying to make sales. You're not like, oh, go to the website. Oh, go do this. Bias this. Buy this. You know, you're, you're not. <laughs> not when we're live, you literally can't even buy packs. You can't even buy it anyway. Exactly. I was going to say, not that there's any stock available, but. Well, know, there's stock. Yeah, there's know. stock available, but we, you, and that's good. You make a really good point. Like, we hate that, right? We want, like, transparency, honesty, and truthfulness to be, like, the, the base, the, the foundation of everything we do. We, we want, we never want to do something that would deter from the trust. Right, Dude. because it's like we yeah. we we barely get enough sleep trying to keep up with doing things the right way. I couldn't even <laughs> contemplate having to try and sleep knowing that I'm doing shady stuff at all times. Right. Like be horrible. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like oh well, I can't. I didn't ship out three boxes. They're they're a day late. It's like and I'm shipping fake stuff. Like I hope they <laughs> yeah, all right. Like what's it? <laughs> can't even can't even and don't get me wrong like we definitely want to know if you have something so like i don't mind you saying like oh and in the shop we have this this and this it's just you know don't shove it down people's throat don't be like every 10 seconds like oh by the way did you go back to the did you check the website did you get this deal did you no just let us know we're all watching hey this is great if we want it we're going to go grab it which most of us probably do anyway and if not you don't you know and it is what it is so yeah, and we never yeah, we sell that. more packs than we can open without losing the community component to it. That's why we always yeah. limit the packs to what we do. It's like, okay, we're going to stream for three and a half hours. That gives us plenty of time to open packs at a speed that's good for everybody, but not so fast. that It's like our sweet spot, right, that people yeah. feel like they just – like to just tear into packs, you could just tear into packs. You could buy them, tear them, tear into them. And the thing we do that's completely opposite, which I'm surprised no one, like I'm surprised it hasn't caught more wind. When you go to other live breaks and live pack openings, they're ridiculously expensive. When yeah. we do it, they're the cheapest you can get. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we don't like we like when we when we do live breaks, we, we sell them for three dollars. Three dollars and twenty cents. Three dollars and forty cents per pack. I think the last one was you got all six packs for under twenty dollars before shipping. It was like nineteen fifty eight. <laughs> like six packs, one of each set. When we did the see you later twenty twenty one break. Um, well, if you go on these live breaks, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 Vivid Voltage, uh, six dollars. Uh, Burning Shadows, uh, twenty one dollars. And I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> like, right. why are people buying this? They're, they're, the chances of them pulling anything that makes them this money back is zero. <laughs> like, um, like the it's retail price on the pack is two dollars and fifty cents. Like what are like, you doing? You, yeah, but it's like pull it's like pulling the arm on the lottery machine, man. I think that's the component, man. It's yeah. Right, yeah. It's like, oh 
do it now. I can't take it back. Well, that's yeah, and that's what they do. They have the lives, and then you have to like buy it during the live and cash app only for you. Venmo yeah. only. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, what are these people doing? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, but yeah, and, like people don't realize. Like, so I was looking at it the other day, and I'm like, okay. I mean, obviously, everyone knows when you buy a pack, the second you open it up, there's like a good 80% chance that you just lost the entire value of the pack as soon as you opened it, which, you know, you got to be fine with that. So I was looking at the value of um, the the boxes that you guys have, and it's like, okay, it comes with eight packs. That's about a $30 value. And then I'm like, but you're paying like 50 bucks for it. So then I'm looking, I'm like, okay, well, these pins – you know, let's say I just wanted to get like an official Pokemon pin. I know these aren't the official ones, but let's just say I wanted to. They're better. <laughs> They're, the, those ones are starting like minimum you can get one for is 10 bucks. Uh, and they're not even that good. And so you figure, okay, so that's 10 bucks. And then even just a sticker, like the stickers are 10 bucks. So right there, you're already up to, to the price of the thing. And then you throw in the chance of, you know, getting something nice in there too. You know, it's... It's definitely worth it. I mean, even if you don't get anything, but you know the pack. Uh, are you are you for it. hire? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, when, when, are, when are you free? I'm gonna just broadcast you. I just uh, I just have I whenever I make a purchase, I have to kind of justify and think. Okay, like if I were to go and buy these things separately, or if I were to go and get it another way, is there value? I try to look at the value of everything. Uh, and I mean, I, I definitely see value in that. That's why I've been a subscriber uh, since day one. DJ, we, we had an insert for the month. We got flooded. Uh, we'll send you that insert. It, it does that math for you. It just, yeah. never, it just never went out. <laughs> it got, <laughs> it literally go. got destroyed in the flood. Maybe we were going to start putting inserts. Yeah. We, we, we've I mean, got, we've got the, time. we've got the, we've got the image file. We'll just send it to you. But, uh, <laughs> to your, to your point. Yeah. Uh, and then you're at 50 and then you get a chance to, uh, Win a fifty two hundred dollar value slab, uh, and now, exactly. um, uh, you know, now and we, and not only that, now you get a guaranteed one. Yeah. So as long as you're a member for a year, you're going to get one no matter what. So you, you know, I mean, the money is there. Even if you want to turn around and resell the packs, you could probably resell them for more than you pay for the box if that's really what you're into. I assume that that's not what anyone here is into. But if you are, hey, there's your thing, which. I'm gonna I'm gonna totally change topics real quick, and I know we're late, but uh, I just wanted to throw this out there because I was thinking about it the other day, and you know this is a huge collectible. A lot of people are in this for the collecting aspect of it. And don't get me wrong, you know it's Pokemon. A lot of people like Pokemon. It's nostalgic. It's it, it is what it is. Uh, but there's a collector's aspect to it, so that's I think huge because if you just like the Pokemon, you can get you know stuffed animals and you know whatever like little figures, but you're collecting the cards because they're collectibles, but everything has been blowing up with NFTs and digital media, which I, I can see a future that, and I know people like to touch the cards. Here's one thing. This is why I was thinking about this too. Cause I went and I found an old pack or not a pack of old, uh, like a, a book of cards that I collected years and years ago. And I opened it up and the pages are all sticking together and uh, the, the card quality, even though they're in these sleeves, you know, the cards are kind of sticking to the sleeves and I'm trying to get them out and they're like peeling. And it's just, it's so difficult to maintain 
the integrity of these things for a long period of time, which of course is why the value goes up because not everyone can do that. But I'm just thinking digital, it's there forever. You don't have to you don't have to worry about it degrading over time. It keeps its value or goes up or goes down or whatever, depending on, on the market. But it gets rid of the shipping issues that you have to deal with. <laughs> it's all just online. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I yeah. I mean, NFTs, we, I, I mean, I, I've been, I've been like, lo, like studying blockchain for a long time. Um, I a really long time. And, uh, the one thing I really like about, well, we'll probably wrap it up after this, but the one thing I really like about the NFT world and, uh, what it means, uh, for collectibles, but also communities I'm, I, I look at NFTs more from a community perspective sure. attached to your wallet. You attach the NFT depending off your on your Solana. If you're on Ethereum, you're on any of the other, um, you know, um, you know, decentralized blockchains. Apps, blockchains. Um, the cool thing is when you enter your wallet number and, or you have your MetaMask running or one of your other uh, different, you know, browser based wallets, you can give people exclusive access to mm. web pages as long as they hold your NFT, a specific NFT or NFT drop or NFT collection. That's cool. Or you can only yeah. get into a specific event if you have XYZ NFT uh, collection. Like that aspect of it, I think is really cool. I think that makes the NFTs valuable. I don't see the value behind NFTs if that's not part of the focus. Like Board Ape Yacht Club or Pixel Goons or any of those other ones. Um, like if 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 like Board Ape Yacht Club were to collaborate with you know some club in Miami and say, "Yo, if you have a Board Ape tonight is Board Ape holders only and a and a guest." Like that now starts giving the NFT utility and value. Absolutely. So, but yeah, NFTs are cool. Uh, blockchain, I think, is really cool. And uh, who knows? Yeah. Maybe Pokemon will jump in with it with it one day. I mean, they're I probably going to be copying come... cereals soon. That's the next step. <laughs> I just need to come up with a better way to to take care of my stuff so <laughs> so it lasts longer and it doesn't succumb to humidity and and the weather and all of that. You gotta crap. you you gotta vault it. I know. I got. I got to find that vault with the with the seeds. Yeah, got to put it in. Got to put it in the there. Yeah, just put it in the vault and let it let the vault take care of the rest. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, great talking to you guys, Ooh. man. Yeah. Just literally just hit my elbow on the desk so hard. <laughs> Jesus, hit the funny bone as I was getting up. <laughs> but awesome, DJ. Thank you so much yeah, for yeah, coming no in, problem. man. Appreciate you. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, have a good one, right. guys. See you soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, last, uh, we're going to take one more, Jay. I know it's late. We're going to take Richard because um, he recently, he recently welcomed a new sailor uh, to the, to the family this week. Hey, Richard. How's it going, guys? Hey. Thank you for the congratulations. I appreciate that. You're welcome, Richard. It's um, uh, it's been busy. I bet. 
uh, <laughs> I, uh, I remember those days well. So, uh, <laughs> Richard, Richard, uh, recently had your, your second child, right? Yep. Second child. See, yep. how, what other Pokemon community do the people in the community remember these things? None. <laughs> you don't need no stupid NFTs for that either. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, but, apparently, uh, apparently, I'm not an NFT fan, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you not already made your second child into an NFT? Come on. <laughs> yeah. There you go, right? Dean, Dean oh, 2.0. <laughs> my biggest issue with NFTs, and we'll get to the kids thing in a sec. But I just want to say it before I uh, I lose focus on it, and that is is when I go and buy a Nintendo game or a PlayStation game or any other game for that matter, I go to the store and I buy a physical copy. Uh, I've always been a physical copy kind of guy. Um, the idea of collecting or of um, purchasing something that I don't have a tangible copy of drives me absolutely up the, up the wall. I'm, I guess I'm old school. Yeah. I mean, some people are like that. Like that's why like my brother, he's only, he's 20 years old. He still collects records, literal, literal records. He has right. stacks of records. Cause he just loves the visceral nature of holding the thing you own, you bought. Right. I mean, and that's the same thing with like CDs or for our generation or whatever, right? CDs or tape, tape cassettes. Oh, you can't really listen to cassettes or records anymore, but unless you're like, get right old school with it. But I mean, uh, you know, if music is your thing uh, and music's not really my thing, I enjoy music, but I don't, I don't collect music. Right, so for me, a Zune or uh, or an Apple, um, what's Apple got? The iPod, iTunes, iPod. iPod, or actually, it's not iPod anymore. I don't think. I think Apple's evolved past that with their phones. Yeah, their iPhones now. <laughs> right, but uh, you know, it's just that to me, that's not it, that's not a collection item for me. Uh, so therefore, I don't really care. Right, it's yeah. like. Yeah, okay, I can I, I can appreciate art to me, uh, like Pokemon or actual art. There is things said for staring at the Mona Lisa face-to-face in a museum. You'll never replace that by scanning a picture and putting it online. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can totally see that. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely components. That's why for me, the NFT thing, I'm not like everybody's, it's going to be just like everything else. 99% of the NFTs will go to zero and the 1% will, will, will last and become, you know, kind of set the pace for the future. And like I said, the NFTs, NFTs, I think are the, that the, when it all comes down to it, it's going to come down to the access, the exclusivity, well, and the ability to generate utility from it. Here's the thing about NFTs and the, and, and, and the stark popularity in which they've gained so far has more to do with the fact that uh, we live in a world where people are trying to chase dollars. 
cryptocurrency, so on and so forth, is extremely popular right now because everybody's busy trying to chase dollars. It'll crash and burn like most things, and you'll have your uh, freak people on the outside uh, that, that will hold on to and cling to it till uh, the uh, death, right? But, I mean, you know, it's like Pokemon, right? Pokemon just went through a big boom here. And now it's uh, starting to kind of come back to Earth. you got your typical collectors. You've gained a few more, but but several have disappeared into the woodwork, right? Uh, But when things were really hot, you had a whole bunch of people that were piling money and dumping into it just to try to make a quick buck. Yeah, that's like almost like it kind of comes back to everything, right? You, uh, what is it? They, uh, the, the during the the dot com bubble, you know, everybody tried creating the next big web app or big big next big website. Then the app bubble when I when Apple released the Apple App Store, everybody was making an app. Everybody and their mother was making an app. And if you go back to the nineteen twenties, it was uh, there were well, there's a you can Google it. It was like the daffodils the daffodil craze of 1920 where everybody thought daffodils would go instinct or something and they were being scalped right there will always be a place there will wherever there's money there will always be people that want to try to take advantage of a community and that's why it's always been our goal to be transparent and make as much noise as we could just a little to you know just the small team we have here to tell people you don't have to buy the scalped stuff you don't have to that's one of the things Ryan. that um, DJ uh, seemed to have missed there, and he normally he's pretty spot on. But when he talks about the value of the box, it's more than just the box. It's more than just eight packs of cards. It's the community. It's the fact that with the tribe shop, it's not guaranteed pricing. It is the best pricing that is available to you guys. It's it's uh, there. There is more to that elite pokey box than just eight packs and the potential for a slap, or or a pin, or a or a sticker sheet. Which, by the way, is very when you have kids is awesome supplemental value. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, stickers are freaking everywhere. My, my kids stick the stickers on everything in my house. <laughs> right. Absolutely everything, right? So I mean it, it's more than it's more than just the box. It, it's the fact that you go into the tribe shop and I would say eight times out of ten, you got your guys' prices are going to beat everybody else. Yeah. The only time it doesn't is when other places price their stuff at a loss because they have to pay the credit card bills. That's that, right. We can't beat them because we, we're, we're, we're definitely not here to lose money. <laughs> well, we're, we're not in business. Hey, as a business owner, you don't go into business to take a loss. You just don't. Sometimes you've got to do what you got to do to keep the lights on. Yeah. But you don't, you're not, a, you're not, you're not in business to ever take a loss. You might, be at a cost, and when you guys sold off the, uh, which if <laughs> anybody listening, those chilling rain uh, cases, mm-hmm. that was a smoking deal. 
wish I would have had money at the time because you can you couldn't beat that price. Yeah, when we did the uh, the, the deal of the day for the chilling rain cases. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, that, I mean, the price—that's a good price. Yeah, well, that's right. So I mean, when you take a look at it, you know there there's a va- there's value to be gained. The um, monthly pack openings with, with the live packs. Uh, there's value to be gained there. We we're not. It, it's not like other live packs where you're paying a premium to watch somebody open your cards, and that's part of the reason I do it in the first place. I wouldn't. I'm not going to pay somebody a premium for them to open my cards. I'd rather uh, I'm paying less to be part of an experience. And, yeah, and that to me, <laughs> and that to me is like you cannot beat that, right? Mm-hmm. Even if I was paying the same cost as what the packs would sell in the store, I'm I'm still happy doing it because it's part of the community, right? But the these other places like the Leonhards of the world, and don't get me wrong, I've watched he, he, thoroughly entertaining, and there there's a there's a lot more to the prestige of a Leonhardt, for example. You, you, you're paying for that prestige in a lot of cases, like the Logan Paul openings, right? Dude, oh, man, did he ever take an ass kicking, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I mean, he didn't get it. I mean, he ended up fine, right? He actually, he's, if every, if, if the story goes the way it, it's told and it's true, he made out like a bandit. No, it like, sounds like, like, a, like. like a straight bandit because he was refunded by shine the full 3.5 million. So he just got a ridiculous amount of free publicity. If that's the case. Well, then yeah, that's crazy. Like his video went viral. It was trending number three on YouTube. Um, So if he got a full refund, that's literally the best $0 he's ever spent. (laughs) The homework. What's his name did there? Off of, uh, off of those boxes was unbelievable. Yeah, oh, did a good job. Holy cow! Did he ever write? You he know, dive deep. It, it, well, but I mean, how many guys think to research it that heavy? Uh, I, I got to tell you, I don't know. When I go onto eBay or whatever, I look at it and I go, "Yeah, it looks fairly legit. Reviews are good. Okay, move on." Right, uh, nobody thinks to look do do such a deep dive on it, right? Yeah, you know, and you just hope that what you get isn't crooked. And hell, hell I've bought it. mystery boxes and mystery packs before too, where it was like, holy crap, I got absolutely nothing. What the hell did I do here? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, not even an experience and or community out of it. Um, well, that's right. But yeah. I mean, the you know, so when you but when you take a look at it, I mean, if you you're looking at the bigger picture, there's uh, so much intrinsic value to be gained in building a community and being part of a community with people who are I wouldn't say fanatical, but too passionate about community, about Pokemon, about what what we're doing and what is being built. 
you know, and and then you get the experience and you do stuff like the call in and you and you're there as part of the live packs and you're getting some of the best deals going and out there for Pokemon right now. The rest doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it really doesn't. And you kind of hit the nail on the head with that one. You know, it, it, we, when you can talk to people like we're talking now and we talk as we're as friends, as brothers, as compadres, uh, and, and we generally care that you, you're not, you don't beat that kind of relationship and you'll never have that kind of relationship if without that kind of community. Yep, absolutely. And, and that's, so, that's what we do. Yeah. And that's, that's, and, that's, and that's pretty special guys. Yeah, I appreciate that, Richard. But listen, uh, wanted to bring you on. I saw you jump in, uh, and I wanted to over voice congratulate you once again on the born of uh, on the on the birth of your son, uh, and um, wishing you and and your family all the health and happiness. I appreciate that, guys, and I uh, kind of figured that uh, you'd be excited to be able to do so. Uh, his name is Dean Wesley. He is uh, seven, was born seven pounds, 12 ounces, and he is doing well, and mother is doing well, and we've been busy. Oh, you're, and it's only going to get busier. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's been quite, quite eventful. Uh, Ian is taking well to being a bigger brother, and we are, we are continuing to uh, have an awful lot of fun. That's awesome. So, uh, hey, man, it just it, the hobby's just going to continue to grow even more and more as my kids fall in and out of love with everything that they end up doing. But for now, we're having a lot of fun with it. Yep. That's all yep. you can do. Take the experiences. That's what it's all about. At exactly. the end of the day, that's what this is. Uh, collecting is a part of feeling something. It's about experiencing something. And it's about doing it with the people you you want to do it with, and, and the people you love. So, um, yep. As long as, as long as at the end of the day, it's tangible. There's a big difference between <laughs> doing something face to face than doing something digitally. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you in the metaverse. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man! But <laughs> all right, Richard. You guys have a great night. I'll let you wrap things up. Yeah, 11.15, and we got a lot of work to do still tonight, guys. So, uh, as always, uh, we uh, we really appreciate all of you coming in. Ryan, Chani, Chris, James, Ash, Clinton, Sam. We got Sam up and Zach in there. Richard, Francisco, Sean, Tyler, Warren, Andy, and Lucas. While we're still small enough for me to rattle off all those names, yeah, I will do it just gonna say every that. single time. Um, you know, uh, the, like I said before, uh, it means a ton to us, you guys coming in here. I hope, I hope that when we go live, when we do these call-ins, that something we say, something we, uh, we share with you helps you collect a little bit better and brings a little bit more value to the hobby and that you enjoy, um, enjoy these, these sessions. And as always, if you ever have any recommendations, anything you'd want to hear more of, less of anything at all, hit us up in the DM here on call-in. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I check the, all of the DMs still to this day on Colin and on Instagram, uh, and on text. So let me know, but really guys and girls, I appreciate all of you coming out tonight, sticking around. This is a long one. 
this was a, like a two hour long uh, session. So really appreciate you sticking through. And, and if you guys uh, ever have anything, need anything, let us know. Jason, anything you want to close off with? Uh, no, nah, man. Uh, what is today's the 17th next week? It's not out by next week. All right. Uh, I was going to say, we'll probably be talking about RCS next time, but not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You're still keeping me. Oh, relax, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, just, I'm just, you know. I'm so excited. Pumped. So excited. Next call in is all about gaming and just, gaming just culture. Upgraded to, <laughs> scored me, scored me a Switch OLED on Walmart.com. They dropped some, got one. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I'm, I have the old one, and I'll probably play it for a little bit and then get back to work. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's, it's portable, man. You pack, pack and play at the same time. Pack and play, baby. All right. But, all right, guys. Have an awesome night. Thank you again. Peace out, and until next time, keep on collecting. Later. Good night. <laughs>